welcome to Real Talk, episode 85. I'm Todd, this is AJ, and we're back. Yo, how are you guys doing today? Pretty good, I hope. You guys are here <laughs> to listen to our podcast and watch our web series. Yeah. My mind froze for a second. Welcome. That was odd. My so, mind always freezes. We're, we're really excited to be here for episode 85. Um, <clears throat> if you're tuning in for the first time, maybe on the podcast, you just click on the latest one. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the fam. Welcome to the pod squad. Pod squad. So, what's that. real talk? It's an opportunity to talk about life, God, the Bible, and everything in between. And join us at our table as we discuss those things and, and to hopefully inspire you guys to have real talk with family and friends and people around you about the real things in life. You'll see a link above, www.therender.life/real-talk. Click Boom. it. Go down to submit a question. Tippity-tap your question in, hit submit, goes into a database completely anonymous, could not find you if we tried. Your face is a question mark in our minds. Nice. At first I was unsure whether I liked that, but... <sighs> Beard straw again. Yeah, man, it's hard whenever you drink something with this thick of a mustache. It's just, it, you can't avoid it. And every time I just... I try to be quiet about it because if it just sits there, it feels really uncomfortable, so I try to like... Yeah, but you know that you... You always end up slurping. Oh, yeah. It's really hard not to. (laughs) (laughs) So, typically we like to start off Real Talk by talking about our life, how we're doing, maybe current events. We've never never had current events like in our lives. We'd be like in the world. In the world. I was trying to open it up. I was trying to open up. We're talking about our life, current events. I was like, okay. So, hey, man. How's life going? What's, uh, what have you been pondering? What's going on? Mm-hmm. In your life, where is the Lord taking you on that journey um, of life? Journey, life, of life, of the journey. If I see journey <laughs> enough, it makes it... Um, Just intense. a small town girl. You're welcome. Living in lonely world. <laughs> All right, go on. That's, we've already lost. This goal. week I took a midnight train. No. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, anyways, for it's real. So day. this, I know, right? Me too. This week has been uh, fast. Um, I still deal with with the the passing of time. It just goes so quick. I just I feel like it, <laughs> this probably isn't healthy because again, my mind always tells me not to talk about things. But I feel like every day, especially when it gets later into the day, I always want to. I always find myself telling myself like, "Where'd the day go? Like, where'd the time go?" And I feel like if I just say that every day out loud, people are like, what's wrong with you? Why is that such a big deal to you? Like, to you? Not, <clears throat> like, what, what? why are you saying that? Um, what's, what's behind that? I think it's, be, I think it has something to do with me feeling like I just, like... Waste life or what? Not waste, well, sometimes it's about wasting life, but... Well, you say you say it almost like every, every day. day. Yeah. Okay, so then what's behind that? Why are, why are you saying that? What is the feeling? So, like, if I were saying that, I would be going, um, I wasted my day, I'm not where I want to be in life, I feel guilty, maybe, uh, or is it some sort of existential, like, what, what is going on? I think, I appreciate you Sorry. saying those, like, like give me those words, because I think it helped me. Uh, guilt, I think is a big one. Uh, guilt of either not being in the moment throughout the day, or feeling like, you know, just the same. I well, and what I mean by the same is like I feel like I didn't complete what I should have, or I didn't do enough, you know. 
And I to think who? are you guilty? Who's the who's the person sitting up on the the seat judging you in that? Um, in your head, is it you? It's me. It's me. But I think I also take like, um, like I'll take situations of like from before, right? Like if I make the same mistakes, you know, I'll hear those. I'll hear those all the time. You know, whether it's you know, you know, you don't think about these things, or you know, you don't do this. You know, and I'm like. So how's I take that, those and it amplifies it in my mind. Because um, there's always this thing with time with you, which I'm not even if – if everyone's like, why are you being mean to him? I'm not. I'm genuinely curious because yeah. everyone's like, talk to me, DJ. It's not true. He's not mean to me. Um, <laughs> Did you say, yes, I am? Yeah. <laughs> the one time I try to publicly back you and you go, I'm so No, mean. I said – um, I think the reason why it always comes back to relating the time is because I guess time is valuable and it does matter what you do with it. And I think for me, I find myself, it's not that I don't think I waste it. I just don't spend it well. Like in the well, sense of like, I don't do a good job of spreading it to places that need to. The, the reason I'm asking these questions, so for this to be a consistent thing for you, right? Like you say every day. Oh yeah, it is. But every then day. what... Have you ever asked yourself, if I did this by the end of this day or this part of the day, it would not be a waste overall? I think a lot of it has to do with like um, like as far as things. I th well, I mean, what makes you – is there anything in your mind where you would say it wasn't a waste of time? Is there, a, is there an ideal day where it's not a waste of time? Um, I think a lot of it has to do with – affirmation of what I've done <laughs> you know so if people like what you did it wasn't a waste of time I think so you see oh, really that's unhealthy. exhausting man because like <laughs> the only way you know whether your life has meaning is when people say it is. is if they say it does yeah which is I rely on people a lot I don't think it's wrong to want affirmation man I want affirmation mm -hmm. um, I think that you know and it's really good honestly that you admitted that to yourself and to everyone in the world uh it's just what – is that realistic? Or are you even asking people – there's a lot of things I could say. Are you even giving people the opportunity to give you affirmation? So saying, hey, do you think this is good? Do you think it's not? Mm -hmm. Or – because I just think we have this tendency to self-edit. You know, So you're like, well, I can't say that because then people will be annoyed. You know, but So then you're just you're in right. this loop, man, I you can't get, get out of. I get, caught, seems like. I get caught in that loop and I do constantly self-edit and I'm trying to get better at that. You really opened my eyes a couple of weeks ago. We had that good conversation at lunch of self-editing. I'm trying really hard to not self-edit, but I'm still doing it a lot. I find myself self-editing in almost everything, I feel like, which is really weird because I guess it was almost just like a, like it was just a state of being. <laughs> like, <laughs> and so now that I've, I've been, my eyes have been open to it more, I'm starting to realize that I feel like I self-edit almost all the time. Which is, like you said, it's kind of exhausting. I think that's why I find myself anxious and I find myself not having much to say a lot of the time, which is weird. But cool. Like, it's cool that I've noticed this, you know, sure. and you helped me do that because, like you said, you mentioned the self-edit. And I was like, I didn't even think about that. And now that I've seen it, now it's like, it's almost overwhelming because I'm like, oh, man, I self-edit all the time. Mm. <laughs> yeah. But... And maybe that's that's part of it, right? Like, maybe that's part of why I'm going through this period of feeling like time is being wasted. Maybe it's because, you know, I'm so busy, 
constantly doing that self-edit that the day's just gone and didn't mm. even say anything. A lot of it's in your even, own head even. Yeah. Like I've wasted time. I, I'm guilty of that. Uh-huh. I can get lost in my head. Yeah. Which is weird though because even when I'm like, even when I'm lost in my head, I think, I think that's when, you know, the self-editing, the self-editing isn't there. But I even feel like sometimes, and maybe I'm just crazy, who knows. But I feel like even in my own head, like it's even like self-editing your own mind sometimes. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I, I like, <laughs> so like, and then maybe that's, I think, so then when, when you're doing that constantly, like you like the time is just gone because you didn't realize how much time had passed when you're just sitting there in your head doing all that. Yeah, so let's define self-editing for people yeah. that are watching. So oh, it's the concept of what I mean by that, and I think is the idea of we got to back up because we used it in our own head. So when when you if someone says how are you doing, mm-hmm. and you're you maybe you're really depressed, and you have and so you think that, but before it gets to your mouth to say I'm depressed or I'm struggling, you go that's so stupid. People are gonna think that's dumb, or if some I shouldn't say that. So then out of your mouth just comes I'm okay. Yep. Or, hey, you know, you say, hey, I'm sad. And maybe the reason you're sad is I said something that hurt your feelings earlier in the day. And I genuinely ask him. And you're like, okay, um, I'm not going to – I could say that, but that's going to make me look like a child, so I can't say that. So I'm just going to say, oh, nothing. It's just me. So it's the editing process from your mind and your real feelings before it gets out of your mouth to communicate to someone else. Now, some self-editing is good. There's situations where you can't spill it out to the whole world. Yeah. So if a random stranger says, how are you doing? Typically, they don't mean it the way that a good friend would mean it. That's, that's a good um, So that's self-editing. In your own head, mm-hmm. you tell me if you're wrong. I think it comes in where you start beating yourself up for even having thoughts. So like, what's, yes. wrong? what's wrong? I'm sad. That's stupid to be sad. And then you're having this almost inner dialogue of, in your head. Which if you've never had this, which I think everyone has, but extent, if you're not absolutely. aware of it, you're going to, this sounds crazy, but this is the lot. This is what our minds do. Which, by the way, I think is why it's so beneficial at times to invite people into the conversation. Does that make sense? In your which mind? is not, I'm not very good at that. <laughs> uh, fun turn, Clint. Does that make sense? The definition you think for people? Okay, he says yes. He's pretty cutthroat. He'd tell us if it wasn't. Um, Which I appreciate that he is. Absolutely, man. Good dude. Um, so, and I think I think a big part of it is, I like how you said it's like this inner dialogue in your head, and you said there's good times for it. Let me ask you this, this before I kind of go on any farther. Do you think that self-editing can be good in the sense of, like, if you feel like something is negative and you don't want to? Absolutely. As a Christian. Yeah. Because there are thoughts that I have. I love the question. I didn't mean to cut you off, but I think yeah. that's a great point for to bring up for people. So there are times that we clearly shouldn't say everything we think. Yeah. Like that's sinful thoughts, right? Exactly. Like, like um, if, if you're angry or like, and, yes. you, and like your mind goes, you idiot, but you don't say that. Yes. Yes, exactly. I think, and I think, you know, man, intrinsically we know, like if you and I are processing something and you're self-editing before it comes out, that's not healthy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, if you're walking down the road and someone cuts you off and you have that word that comes to your mind, it's good to not say that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a great point. Cause we don't want to create, your emotions are liars. Uh, your emotions are liars. A lot of times that's just reality. They lie to you. Mm-hmm. Um, emotions are a blessing. I'm a very emotional guy. I get it, but they do lie and you know, and you can't trust it all the time. So but I think that's going back to self-editing. Sometimes you got to share that with people you trust mm-hmm. so that they can help you not let it become reality. That's that so good, sense? man. You're right. And like yeah. that's so much easier said than done, sure. which, which I hate. Yeah. 
I don't use the word hate a lot, but I do hate that. I hate that I struggle with letting people in a lot, even if I know people for a long time. Like, and I think it's just because for some reason, like, I just, well, I don't justify is the right word. I'll, I'll use it for lack of a better term. But, like, I justify the idea that, like, I don't, I shouldn't be where I'm at in my head. Does that make sense? Like, sure. I don't, you, I yeah, shouldn't that is be a good here. word. You're saying, you're justifying not sharing it or whatever because you shouldn't even have that thought. Exactly. But that's self-editing in of itself. <laughs> yeah, it's like that. It's like a constant self-edit process. And, like, that is a, that is exhausting, I guess. Even And I think you're right. I think there's a lot more pride in myself than I even realize because then I go, like, that is a pride thing because then I go, well, you shouldn't be exhausted because of that. And so then, like, you just, it just keeps going. You said, it's I, an endless road of justification and pride and not Well, and also beating yourself up, even that. You yeah. shouldn't do this. You're not allowed to have this thought or feeling. Mm-hmm. And that's, listen, you know, I, you know I'm all about at times setting your face like a plant and just doing stuff. But if something is hindering you over and over, man, sometimes you got to invite people into that. I think that's what the Bible means in Galatians 6, 2, when it says, carry each other's burdens, you know. I do think it's real burdens sometimes, like uh, you need food, money, whatever. But I think sometimes right. it's that. It's those things that you're struggling with. And, yeah, anyway, I appreciate you sharing this stuff because I think it's it's uh, a lot of people – I think – you don't give yourself credit because I think most people at one time or another find themselves in what you're describing. But yeah. they won't – they've become so – they won't share it. they become so used to self-editing that they don't even notice it. And, like, I want to – well, I appreciate that first off. I don't want to skip over that. I appreciate you saying that because it doesn't feel that way. But I also want to become better at not self-editing, like, away from this too. Like, you know, like we say, like, I think there's times where I personally, since we do this show, you know, at, at usually it's twice a week, not currently. But now that we're doing it once a week, it's still, you know, you're sharing your life with people, you know, in front of a camera. And, like – it's not that that's a bad thing, obviously, because we still do it. Sure. But it's more like I want I want to be able to also like not self edit and have those away from this too. Does that make sense? Like, like I want to be able to come off camera and still be able to do that stuff. And I think that's where I can almost become um, shelled in a sense. One, and and I don't know if this is just me trying to justify to myself, but I think part of it. I think I've kind of pulled back in a sense of like away from the camera because one, if I talk about it, I feel like I'm a weirdo where I won't remember to talk about it here for the show. You can't do that. Man. I know. That's not good. <laughs> but like I feel like I do that sometimes. And that's why I said like I think I should So a weird... then you're just – you're doing what we're telling everyone else not to do just so we can do it on the show. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to talk because you need it for the show. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's weird. And I think – I don't think I do that all the time, but I think I do it sometimes. And that's not good because then I'm like, ooh, I don't have anything to talk about, which is – that's so ridiculous. But um, No, I mean I get the idea of it. Yeah. Um, I think I do that sometimes, but then I think I also just um, – yeah, man, I don't know. I think I just get caught up in that shell and I just don't come out of it sometimes. And, like, that's just not healthy and um, – yeah. And, and, again, like, it's not even, like, for you – for those of you listening or watching, it's not even the fact that I'm in a bad place. It's not. Like, I'm not – I wouldn't say I'm necessarily sad – it's just more like having these realizations of like, man, like it is very easy to just keep on slipping back into like those old shells that you have or what you're used to. Or like for me, like I said, like, you know, I didn't become a believer until I was like 20, 21, you know, now I'm 25. And, you know, that's 20 years of trying to break this mold of what Absolutely, I'm used to, man. you know, and what you grew up in and what you, what you were around. And like, I guess for me, 
I often find myself thinking that I shouldn't have to deal with that, but I forget that I had to do that for 20 years. So yeah, giving yourself some grace in that. Yeah, and I, I think I struggle with that. And, and I think the reason why is because, and again, this is not healthy, it's because of, you know, <laughs> I hate trying to say things because I'm not trying to boast. I hate, because like, I try not to, like, feel like I'm being uh, boastful or, like, <laughs> arrogant. arrogant, thank you. You know, like, I've, I feel like I've, I've kind of grown into a place rather quickly, <laughs> And like, you know, I've been given responsibilities sure. quickly. And like, it's not that I'm against that. It's more like when that happens, I feel like that sense of responsibility kind of, it overshadows that, that grace sometimes. Do you think that's, this is where it gets deep. Do you think that's what creates Christianese church culture? That everybody starts to feel that way and then it turns into something. So it's like, yeah. well, I've got the responsibility. I've got to be this way. And then mm-hmm. they stop doing what they knew and felt to be true from the beginning. About yes. being genuine and about being, you know, having grace and all those things. Absolutely. That's that's definitely how it creates that culture. And, like, I don't want to be part of that culture. So. Yeah. It gives you um, empathy, you know, for pastors and stuff sometimes about how it can, you can, you can get in a situation where you feel like I, I can't share with people because I can't be, I can't be here. I'm supposed to be this exactly. far ahead or whatever else it is. Mm-hmm. And I think unintentionally doing that, you actually stop connecting with the people that you once connected with. So in your attempt to lead them better, you end up leading more poorly because they sense that you're not as genuine as you used to be. Dude, that's really that's so good. You're right. I mean, I feel I felt the same thing at times. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I, I and don't get me wrong. You know, you can't share everything with everyone. I mean, I get it. Um, but it is a thin line. Before you know it, you're not sharing but with anyone. Exactly. That's what I was about to say. Like, that thin line is there because then even, like, people who you're close to, you stop. And it's like, that's when you know, like, okay, something's wrong. Mm-hmm. But anyways, yeah, just kind of unraveling my, my brain or trying to anyway. <laughs> so um, I guess that's that's my week as far as, like, how I've been feeling or what I've been dealing with. Um, overall, it's still good in a good place, doing a lot of things. There's a lot coming up, which can be overwhelming, but also really exciting, if I let it be exciting. <laughs> if I don't let, my, if I don't let my, my, my mind take it over and make it bad. So, yeah, a lot of good stuff coming up. I'm excited. How's your week? <laughs> I was actually thinking about what you said. You yeah. should remind me. I'm making a note of something else to, to share because you just reminded me. Sometimes um, my words create thought. So where have I? Well, I appreciate showing it, man. And like I yeah. was being genuine when I was entering into the conversation. I, Absolutely. I, I think that there is, I have empathy. I understand some of what you're feeling, particularly the part where you feel like I shouldn't feel this. And then before you know it, the whole reason why we started this stops being true in our own lives because you feel like you can't, you know, you shouldn't. Mm-hmm. And truth is, we're just, we're all on a journey mm-hmm. following Jesus, hopefully. And if you're not there, Hope that you will, because that's the only real road, mm-hmm. and the rest of them are just distractions. Yes, um, and it, it makes me sad because then, like, even then, like, like, like what I said earlier about, like, oh, I'll save him for the show. It almost feels like you're playing a character and not just being you, and that's so sad, dude. And yeah, like, I don't want to do that. I, I don't think you play a character, man. But I know, that I get it. Mm-hmm. Oh, excuse me, so sorry, guys. Um, I get it. Of why? Because anything you do, it's kind of like when you. 
you know, professional athletes, they say, you know, you lose something. That's why I've – most professional athletes that I've heard have said that the best time of playing a sport in their life was in college, right? Mm-hmm. Or high school, whatever. And when they get paid to do it, things change. They still love it, but it's different. Um, and it's a little different here, but it's like the more – when things become part of what you do, they can – you can lose the meaning of why you did it. Hmm. Or it can become something else. So I think it's good that you even have those thoughts. And that's what we're trying to do in front of people too is ha- – is, is having those thoughts and, and processing them. As far as me, <clears throat> so uh, I'll, it does feel weird sharing this to people because it's like they only see us once a week. Yeah. And so sometimes if we're, ta- if we're dealing with the same thing, we're like, man, those guys are always sad. It's like, no, we had six other days where we had a bunch of different things happen. Yep. But I think I want to give an update on last week. So I think last week I shared that I had this – I think it was last week where I was in this weird place where I wasn't – like spiritually down or anything. I just didn't have this sort of a sadness. I think I just, I don't remember exactly how I described it, but eventually I realized early this week, and I told you and the guys, like a couple of days ago, I was like, man, I'm just sad. Mm-hmm. Now, before I continue, I'm not, not depressed because I know that difference. That's where everything's yeah. hopeless. I didn't feel hopeless. I just felt this kind of melancholy sadness. Um, and I wasn't sure, and I still am not entirely sure where it came from or where it's come from. Today's been better. Yesterday was better. Um, so I don't know how to describe it. Sort of a melancholy sadness. And um, life just lost a little of its luster for a second, you know. Um, and I'm not entirely sure why. You guys know I've been processing with you. I don't know why. I do have – some of it's been some negative thoughts I've had. I struggle with that. If you're out there and you have negative thoughts about yourself, I'm no different. I think sometimes people think if you come – you know, I've been – Todd, you're really confident or you're this and that. And it's funny because if you were to ask the Todd inside me, he would be like, no, he's not. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I have the same doubts and thoughts and I know all my flaws and I know all these things. So some of it's that. Some of it is interacting with some friends from back home. Um, I don't know, man. It kind of is tied to the sentimental stuff. I get sad. Some of my friends and I are so different now. And then you start wondering, were you always different? Because we all grow in different ways. And I think, and this just came to me, sometimes I think when I, when, I, when I see social media is both good and bad, and you see where some of your friends are yep. and where you're at, without even putting value on which is better, there's a melancholy sadness in the fact that you're so far away from each other, and you've, you've grown, each grown in different ways, and you might not even be friends if you met today. So and these are your best friends, right? So these are, odd. These are your best friends. Um, that's surreal to me sometimes. And I think, I think that makes me sad. It's not because they are bad or in a bad place. It's just like, man, how it's weird to think about that. Um, so, but today is better. So I've been kind of weirdly, and you know this, if we're going to be real, we've, I've been processing that with you guys for a couple of days. Yep. So today and yesterday were better. And I wasn't like, Whoa. um, sad. <laughs> <clears throat> Other random thoughts I have guys, by the way, in case you think we are playing a character, you can attest to this. Both of us are similar in this way. I am constantly thinking. And <clears throat> sometimes people will ask me to share what I've been thinking, and then when I do, they're overwhelmed. <laughs> because I'm quiet. I'll be, believe it or not, even though I'm kind of loud and boisterous, I'm pretty quiet. Yeah. 
unless I have something to say or I'm playing sports or joking around. So I don't share all these things because I think people feel like, holy moly, how are you surviving thinking all those things? I don't know. My mind is just <laughs> all You know this to be true. My mind yeah. is all over the place. It is, man. So that was it's one. <clears throat> Two. So this week, we I, I preached a message called Gifted. That's right. Check and it out. It was on um, the body of Christ and the idea of spiritual gifts and how we all have them. The Bible tells us that. Mm-hmm. What are spiritual gifts? They're things that God has given you through the Holy Spirit to bless the body of Christ, to bless the church, to serve. You know, And there's a whole bunch listed there, all the way from serving to leadership um, to... Man, how my mind's blanking to wisdom and knowledge and all these all these things. <clears throat> and in it, um, you know, I have to preach what, what I feel the truth is and know it to be true. And in scripture, the idea of speaking in tongues, <clears throat> which can be, is, I feel like it's like an unspoken thing that separates two. I think one of the first separations that occurs within the church as far as differences is that idea of being charismatic or not? Charismatic yeah. is the idea that all the gifts are still active. All the gifts, you know, and that includes healing and all those things. And those who say it doesn't. And within those, once you're up branched off there, there's little mini branches. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of the, th- so that, so for some reason, what seems to be one of the main things people talk about is the idea of speaking in tongues. That like, like becomes the symbol of everything else. So, but it's true, right? Yeah. So to be clear, I think that, you know, I believe that God does what he wants to do. And I think um, miracles still happen, all those types of things. But in it, I talked about the idea of it was pretty, you know, it's probably going to upset some people on both sides. No. <laughs> um, but particularly in the sect of, about tongues, because I think it's it's done incorrectly in a lot of churches. So, you know, for instance, if, you, if you've went to a church or go to a church where more than one person is speaking in tongues, we won't even define what that is yet. Go check it out if you want to know what, what I mm-hmm. personally think <clears throat> and what we taught from that. Um, from, by the way, you guys can read 1 Corinthians chapter 12, 13, and 14. really kind of talks about all this, spiritual gifts and stuff, and, and Romans 12 as well. Um, but we talked about what it looks like. If you go to a church where multiple people are speaking in tongues at the same time, I have been to one. My first girlfriend, my, that's not true, my, my first adult girlfriend, kind of like at age you know, 18 to whatever, mm-hmm. adult, whatever, um, she went to a church like that, and I went with her, and it was, it was wild, man, and that's not biblical to do it that way. Paul says that it should be one at a time, and if you don't have an interpreter, it shouldn't happen, right? If you can't, mm-hmm. if someone can't understand it, right. that's not even defining what I think you know, tongues is. So anyway, anytime you do that, even if I, you know, even when I said in it, I said, listen, this doesn't separate, you know, people can still believe in Jesus and, and be off in this area. There are probably areas that I am not entirely, you know, I don't know everything, but I know um, that that's such a big deal for people mm-hmm. that they want to fight about it. It's and, pretty wild. Uh, and so why am I bringing all this up? So I had these doubts, man, of after it. And you, everybody, I am pretty bold. I'm a fighter by nature. I wanna, I'm not afraid. But, man, I was like, gosh darn it. I just you get a little nervous about the, the possible flack you're going to get mm-hmm. from it. Um, from both sides. Because I also believe that, the, you know, that spiritual gifts are active, of course, clearly. And um, that there's some on the other side that won't like that. Mm-hmm. 
So, but I feel like it was important to do because it, it also, I truly feel like sometimes in some of those churches where, where that's really pushed, because there are denominations that believe every believer should speak in tongues. They believe in, in something called a second baptism of the Spirit. I won't get too much into it. And essentially it's the idea that, you know, you're saved, but then you, you kind of get supercharged, as some of them would say, where mm-hmm. the Spirit comes down and touches you, and then you're, you're talking and you're speaking in tongues. And That's right. I don't believe that to be true. I don't see any evidence of that. Paul says in chapter, um, you know, 12, does everybody speak in tongues? Does everybody, you know, and, and I, I think the idea is no. But, but that isn't even the biggest issue for me. I think it's okay to desire that to a degree. But it can change the culture of a church and create and create a have and has not or an elite and a not elite. I don't mean to preach the same sermon. My point is all this. I guess I should say it for the podcast people, finish um, in the web series people. I think that that can be dangerous because then people are saying, what's wrong with me? Why am I not speaking that way? What's wrong with me, God? That's right. What's wrong with my faith? Um, and I think that that slowly changes the gospel to a me-centered thing mm-hmm. where it's about what I do yep. versus God. It. Yeah, you earn it. So that's why I brought it up. All that to say, so I got a little nervous, man. It was weird for me. And uh, I told you that, yeah. I'm pretty sure. And I even talked to some of our elders and one of our other elders and was like, man, I'm like, should we take it off Facebook? Put it on the website and take it off Facebook. Because I do mm-hmm. believe the teaching's biblical and right. And, yeah. um, again, you know, I'm not perfect on everything. And um, So I, I'm just kind of wrestling through that a little bit. And it's funny, man. It doesn't matter who you are out there. People have doubts. And um, if you go to another church, make sure to give your pastor encouragement. If you, especially if something impacts you, because I was thinking about that too. How many times I've just assumed growing up when I went to church that the pastor felt good about his teachings and messages because he did it. And so it's like, well, he seemed fine. And it's like, man, they need encouragement too and be lifted up and built up. It's really good. I'm sure it uh, probably changed a lot of your perspective after you started doing it. Oh, man. No, <laughs> uh, so I was so arrogant when I was younger. Some people like you still are. Maybe. That was really. <laughs> um, so that was one thing. Sorry, guys. I'm just trying to really be real with you. Yeah, man. No, so that I was a that. weird little moment of insecurity I had. With that, time to time to flip the script. Okay. Time to be share some. I don't know if we've ever talked about this. Okay. So I was kind of sharing how I was sad. And um, I was reminded in the midst of that. Uh, and I'll give her a shout. You know, I think I've, I get encouragement from many people, but Mandy brought this up to me about where we came from, and I'll okay. give her a, a little shout out for that at least. And it was, it was good. I started thinking, and this was about church in general and like what's happened, and was saying how I kind of felt that way. I should have a lot of people. I kind of feel like a loser. That was the lie I've been dealing with for the past week. That word was in my head. You're a loser. Isn't that funny? You know, it doesn't affect that we all get that, that we mm-hmm. have these words. Are you with me right now? Are you doing that thing where you're staring and thinking? No, I'm with you. You know, AJ has an uncanny ability to do that. Um, you must be hyper-focused. Yeah. Kicking in. you focus, I mean. Anyway, um, so, and it was kind of pointed out where we, where, what happened here. And listen, I, I, I stink. I do a lot of things. I'm very flawed. I've sinned, I've messed up. Yep. But you know what, man? Pretty proud of what we've done here. Absolutely. So let me explain to some people in case they don't know. Because I think I'm always afraid to seem cocky, so I don't ever talk about good things. I swear, I'm the same way. Even though it wasn't me. I want you guys to understand that this this ministry, if you're watching 
Real Talk or listening for the first time, it's a ministry of the Remnant Church, which, by the way, the Remnant has its own podcast page now. If you want to listen to messages, just right. type in the Remnant Church, right? Yep. As our fancy are. Yep. And you will uh, you can listen to past messages or whatever. But, <clears throat> first of all, I had no plan or intention of starting a church. Okay? Never wanted to do that. I wanted to be a lawyer or a football coach. That's, That's right. what I wanted to do. Or I wanted to travel and speak to men because I do like from a Christian perspective. Motivational speaker. Yeah. Uh, what the heck was that? Man, but dude, totally. where we, we have a building. We are doing really well attendance-wise. It's pretty, it's surreal. Um, this is what I do full-time now, even, even though for five years I worked full-time and did something else. We have land, we're building, and we had no denominational support. We had zero. Nope. No funding from a denomination. And here we are. No, and not that there's anything wrong with that. In fact, if I were to plant a church today, because I wouldn't even call it that, I would do so many things differently. Mm -hmm. But I'm really proud of what we've done here and very proud of you and proud of our, our church and our congregation for what we've accomplished. And I give all glory to God, I do. But, you know, it still took a willingness to walk. And I'm proud of what we've built here. And I think a lot of times we... We always want to be better. Yeah. But, man, we have built something special, and God has done something crazy that makes no sense. And um, to be where we're at, man, is just mind-blowing to oh, me. Oh, dude. And it's... to think that seven years ago it didn't even exist. Yep. In the big scheme of things, that's not a long time. It's, no, not even close, man. I think one of the funnest episodes of Real Talk, including this and live, was when we had a guy named Jeff come on. Oh, yeah. Because he was here towards the beginning of you guys building all this. And he got to come and he came here and you said he was just blown away by just everything that's happened since he's been gone. And it's so cool, man. Like, just to hear his perspective, you know, and this was like a year ago, you know, because so much has happened even since then. But it was just so cool to hear his perspective from where things were and where they are now and just how blown away even he was because... Like you said, I think a lot of the time we we can get sucked into like where we are right now, and we like we don't get now we don't get to no. go on the outside looking in a lot of the time. So like we're always just like, how can we get better? All the you know, which is fine. But then when and yeah, like, we we're gonna keep doing that exactly. And so to have someone like Jeff come and go, wow, from the like, beginning till now, mm -hmm. and I think that's what it gave me yesterday <laughs> in that conversation was to go, whoa, uh huh. Because even look around, you know, you can't see the forest for the trees. Sometimes you know you can't see what's happening. Mm -hmm. um, the big picture because you focused on all the little things and man what an incredible so that was something cool that happened last night that i was like you know what you're right maybe i do stink but this didn't and i was mm -hmm. a part of this and it's been just such an amazing ride man and we're you know we're really we're not done yet so we're pretty excited and i'm very thankful and as i've been thinking of what took us here so you said jeff this just came to me and what he saw it's just the different people going back to gifts mm -hmm. and you know here's the journey we're on all of a sudden these people join and these people join and they bring their gifts and their passions. And then, you know, you join and all, and, and <laughs> fun turn and all these people, you know, of course, Tim and mm -hmm. all these different people throughout our lives. There's tons of people. Every oh, it's team it's insane. On, and all bringing their individual gifts to this body, which then has enabled it to go where it's gone. And man, we're excited to see where it goes. It's, it's so surreal. It's pretty crazy, man. Very thankful for that. Um, so, you know, I encourage you guys out there when you're feeling bad about yourself, you're feeling like, I don't know, you can't see the good. Take a second and look at where you're at. Because, yeah, maybe you're in a tough spot, but one, you're still breathing. 
And that's something. But a lot of you have accomplished so many incredible things in your life, and you're so busy seeing all of your flaws that you forget how amazing you really are. And I'm telling you, I know some of the people that watch this, so you're amazing, and you should believe that and know it and be confident in that. Um, because, golly, you have done some things that if we made your life a movie, despite people would watch it. You know what I mean? Yeah, they would, if you think about it. Yeah, anyway. that's, that's crazy to think about, man. Rambling over. No, that's, that's just really good. That's really, I'm really glad that you were able to do that, you know, because I didn't know that. That's awesome, man. Which part? That you were able to reflect last night and go, wow, that's yeah. super cool, man, because I know a lot of the time, like you said, you know, you can get caught up in just being my, on the inside and, and yeah. looking at your own flaws and your own failings or whatnot and, you know, forget where we have where we were and where we've come mm -hmm. from. And it's pretty surreal, man. So I'm really glad you got to experience that because I'm sure that was really just a re-energizing and... Well, Inspiring. it was just perspective. It made me go, yeah, you know what? Yeah. I'm not, I'm not. I just, I'm so aware of my need for God. And sometimes that can, the enemy can try to use that even in a negative way of going, yeah, you're nothing and garbage and all these things. It's like, listen, compared to Jesus, I am. But he's done, I've been a part of some pretty cool things. And so have you. Yeah, so you're right. yourself, man. Look around. Mm -hmm. We went back and watched some of the older episodes. <laughs> We watched the first one the other yeah. day, a part of it, and to see that mm -hmm. and where we're at, pretty Late cool. In less than two years, too. It's pretty crazy. Nuts. Anyway. Thanks for sharing, dude. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, thanks for listening and asking. I have other things to talk about, but that's another time. I've been, I've been, just a preview of thoughts I've been having. I'm fascinated recently with... The idea of social media culture, so podcasters or uh, YouTubers, big-time YouTubers who are doing podcasts now. Fun turn, Clint. He'll rock the, the TikTok. Boy, he loves getting his TikTok shot in the morning. Um, so we, I heard him this morning even. I started thinking about these people, man. And some of the people I, I see because they'll do sort of their behind-the-scenes or their – Boy, they live a surreal life because you know how you mentioned it's hard for me to know whether I'm doing good unless I'm getting validation. Mm -hmm. Picture some of those guys who don't know God, they don't purpose. And even if they're millionaires, their entire life, entire life oh, is dictated by the likes and dislikes of a crowd. And imagine, yep. imagine the pressure that you have to feel. Dude, I've heard about, I've, I've read about, like, uh, watched a video about this of some of them. Like, how they're like, man, I worked on this video for 10 hours, man. Like, if I hope this doesn't, this hope this goes well. And, like, when it doesn't, like, it, it hurts. And they see the comments, man. Yeah. People write. And that's hard. It's wild. Can you imagine that? Anyway, that's probably another show. Mm -hmm. But I always, I think that's pretty crazy. Uh, that, that'll be an interesting conversation. I, I yeah. like that. But we do have a couple questions to dive into. As you guys know, part of Real Talk is giving our thoughts or answering questions asked by you about life, God, the Bible, or anything in between. So we're going to kind of dive in. Let's get it. Um, and I have a few more. Thank you to those who continue to add to our database and share your thoughts and questions. That helps us to know what to discuss. Mm -hmm. Here we go. All right. Um, well, I guess I'll start here. Explain a time or describe a time when you have felt pushed beyond your capabilities as a leader. And how did you overcome this difficulty? Um, man, so I feel like, you know, this is just me and my, my brain. Like I was telling you guys earlier, um, I can... Uh, off. Oh, 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 I broke for we a second. Speak good. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Let me put my chip back in. There we go. Um, I can often feel like I'm not adequate as a leader all the time. 
<laughs> so even just being, you know, a part of this media ministry here and trying to, you know, lay groundwork for the future, you know, like that stuff just never, I never feel adequate to do that. Um, how do I overcome that, man? I still struggle. <laughs> I find myself feeling like I'm, feeling like I'm behind a lot. Um, the times where I don't is when I get to have good conversations about, you know, who I am and what I am capable of is, you know, as long as I keep pushing myself, as long as I keep going and not stopping and keep walking, you know, so just for me, it's a lot of the time it's, um, just encouragement. <laughs> um, another big thing that I did that I never thought I'd do is as I, I managed to put on a show here called the region, that was really cool, you know, and that's something that is, you know, supposed to continue. <laughs> so, uh, but that was something I never thought I'd be able to do, you know, and that was just um, how I got through that was just doing my best to try to get help where I could. Um, I, I'm very stubborn, though, so it was really hard because I, I wanted to do a lot of it myself, but I realized that I'm just not the best at planning and all these things. So um, asking for help was huge. <laughs> So I guess to summarize what what I was saying here is ask for help and uh, talk about it. You know, get the encouragement you need. You know, because when you try to do those those things alone, like I almost feel like unless you're a very strong-willed person, which even when when you are, it can kind of like if you're not putting yourself out to help people support you, you're kind of setting yourself up for failure in a sense. So I guess that's that's my take on it. I'm trying to think of specifics there's yeah. a lot of them uh we i remember one of the one of the times that come to mind early on is we had a baptism service early on and that was one of the times when our team had really grown and that day the weather took a turn for the worse we'd already set up there's actually pictures used to be of us like holding the tent down and the team felt pretty discouraged some of the team and they were kind of panicking and and it did feel overwhelmed what are we going to do do we do we keep doing it do we cancel people are already showing up um, that's sort of symbolism in general. And uh, what I ended up doing that day, and I think this is a great leadership, this is something I've learned in leadership in general, is um, one of the biggest things, do you want to know one of the biggest traits of a leader? A, tra a, a leader is just willing to make a decision. I'm serious. That sounds so simple. A leader is willing to make a decision. You always hope it's the best decision. But you're willing to make a decision because a lot of times people are frozen and they don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. um, so Teddy Roosevelt had a, has a saying, had a saying that says, um, you know, when faced with an issue, essentially, uh, the first is the best decision is the best choice. Next is the worst decision. Last is no decision at all. Mm. And he's much more eloquent. I've written it in a journal someday. But I think that for me, what I've learned when I feel overwhelmed as a leader, and as a Christian, it's almost easier in some ways because you're just, you're trusting God. But I recognize that the people have put their faith in me for a reason, even if I don't see it. Yep. So it's arrogant of me mm -hmm. not to serve and do it. So I walk. Really I just convicting. walk. It's convicting. And um, just do it, you know. Uh, you just do it. You lead. Lead is serving. Leadership is serving and making decisions and doing it. And walking first and saying, okay, we're going this way, follow me. And um, 
Yeah, absolutely. Most of the time, if you have time, you want to be able to get people on board and, and get them to see the vision of where they're going. But sometimes it's literally just making that decision and going forward and doing it. Um, regardless of and trusting that even if something unexpected comes or doesn't go the way you want, you'll adjust as needed. Um, so I think that's it. Being, being decisive, making a decision is always better than just sitting there. And when you're feeling overwhelmed, that's what I do. I just make a decision. Um, and that, that's something that I think I've shared this on here before, but I had a, a mentor tell me this one time. He said, Todd, if you want to change direction of a ship, you have to start moving, right? A ship, a big ship doesn't turn. You don't, you can't turn a ship in water just immediately. You have right. to pick a direction and then you can slowly adjust as you go. And I think that's the way it is with leadership. Mm. One other tip for leadership too, and I came to this place and I really believe I can remember the moment. I'm not going to share it because it involves someone else. Yeah. But the moment when I stopped caring, stopped trying to get every single person on board is the moment I became a better leader. There was a day, and this sounds so harsh when I had this person's arguing. I used to feel like arguing with me and I was, and, and I was, I used to be like, Oh, I gotta make you happy. And okay, I'll make you happy. And I'll try to run around. And I eventually came to a point. I said, do what I asked you to do. Yep. And that was the turning point for me. Um, because even though the person was upset, you know what's weird? When I found out, they did it. Yep. And I think it makes them easy, the life easier for the people that are following you. Even if they don't like it in the moment, it makes their life easier because you've made a decision. Mm. Does that make sense out there? It's yeah, hard. Man. We're talking about leadership in general. Yeah. Um, so that's that's a few things. Maybe not specific. Mm. Moving on. Earn. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Put your chip back, too. Here you go. Mm. Had to hit the reset button. Um, do you think God sometimes changes our spiritual gifts? Is it possible to have one gift for a period of time and then God change where you are gifted as long as it is to benefit the body where they need at that time? Um, I don't think he changes them. I think we just discover more through time with more faith that we have. Um, and I think... Anything can come into practice. You know, once you start falling out of practice, things, yeah, those things are going to decline. But as far as him changing things, I don't think so. No. Yeah, for me, whether it's change or he's bringing to life another gift in you or mm -hmm. sometimes he's just equipping you for that specific moment. Right. Uh, either way, the end result is I absolutely believe God can equip you to do what's needed in that moment. Absolutely. Um, and for that purpose. And I think that's faith sometimes. It's, I was about to say that it's stepping faith, into those right. moments. So that's a great question, though. I really like that question. Mm -hmm. Me too. Uh, <laughs> what? <this guy. laughs> Nothing. What I do? No. Why do you may sound sad like I beat you up? There it goes again. No, I was I, just I'm asking. I'm tired of getting the messages that Todd's mad at me and AJ. So I'm not. I was just laughing about something. Uh, <laughs> Clint's like, we have to cut that one, too. Now, Todd looks grumpy. I am grumpy when people constantly tell me that I'm being mean to AJ. So He's I'm not, not mean, mean to me. <laughs> I'm telling should, you right now. Should I talk like this? And it's okay? <laughs> uh, Listen, I get weird tones when I ask questions sometimes. What? <laughs> you mean like the, what one, I where do? Where the what? one where I beat you? Like, yeah. he's going to hit me when the camera goes off. <laughs> no. Um... This is, uh, what are some ways, you should start reading some of these, by the way, not just me. What are some ways, I, that was me being mean again. What are some ways I can actively create community around me? Um, invite others into your life. What um, does that mean? 
What does that look like? Uh, if you have something you like to do, or if you like, or if you have something to discuss, invite others into it. I um, invite them. Reach out. I'm just trying to think if they genuinely are curious and don't know, you know? Yeah. I think, you know, messaging people, letting, inviting people into, you know, say for dinner or for lunch and getting to know people better or, you know, you have an activity you like to do, inviting people along to do that activity. Um, that's a good place to start. Yeah, I think that's a good one, man. Creating a community involves, t- is, involves risk because mm-hmm. you can get rejected. Exactly. And I think that's why a lot of people, where they get uh, where they kind of go off it, you know, or they get discouraged. They're like, there is no community here. The places are clicky. And it's like, no, you just, you can't say that. Or I've had people say, well, I tried to ask someone. I was like, oh, when? Well, I asked them yesterday, one hour before I wanted to do this. And they couldn't do it. So now I'm never asking again. It's like, just keep, you know, community doesn't even mean you have to be best friends with everyone, but it does mean, you know, creating opportunities, inviting people, taking risk. Yeah. I'm so sorry, guys. Excuse me. These mics pick up everything. Um, anytime you're going to face rejection. Yes. And some people point, don't want, I don't like that. No one likes to ask someone to do something and they say no. Mm-hmm. I just actually reached out to a, a high school buddy and said, hey, man, I want to get together with you. I felt so dumb. It felt weird doing it. But I did miss the guy and want to talk to him and catch up in life. So um, he responded. But I had to fight that urge because I almost did it. And I think that's that's why we end up alone a lot. We just don't want to face rejection. So creating community is what he said. Invite people over to dinner. Ask people to go with you to the store. Ask people to go. This is a big one. Ask people to go on errands with you. You know, if you're yeah. going to go, if you got to go to Fort Wayne, you know, Fort Wayne, where you can tell where we're from, the big city, wherever your place is. Yeah. You know, you need to go into town. Invite people to go with you. And, I like that. Because uh, honestly, a lot of times people are looking for those opportunities just to get to know people. Hmm. And don't take one rejection um, as like the final rejection. That person probably just wasn't supposed to be in your community. Hmm. Nine there. Next question. Do you think we struggle to find a balance between truth and love? Yes, I do sometimes. Me too. Um, I, I think if we define it, when the person that wrote this is probably truth is that hard stuff that's hard to hear, mm-hmm. and love is that grace filled side. Yeah. But the truth is, you can't really offer love without truth. Dude, um, I was about to say that. So I think that um, I do sometimes wonder if I say truth too harshly because I do want to speak truth and love. Yes. But it's never loving to not tell someone the truth. You're right. And that's, that's what I was about to say. I think I trick myself a lot of the time to not tell people truth to think mm-hmm. I'm loving them when that's not loving them in the slightest. It's good. Because I'm a people pleaser by nature. Yeah. And yeah. And, and well, and particularly culture now tells you that that's insensitive, right? Yeah. As though that matters. Because at the end of the day, Truth is truth, and it is loving. What's more loving? Hey, I'm going to tell that person they're about to fall in a hole, or oh, that might hurt their feelings because I'm going to tell them that their direction isn't right. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yep. No, I think the most loving thing is to tell them that. Yep, hey, you're going to get hurt. It's yeah. kind of like that idea of a real friend is the person who tells you you have something between your teeth. Yep. Right? You're, you're oh, right. I didn't want to be mean. I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, but you let me walk around with a seed between my teeth yeah, all day. It looks dumb. Because exactly. you didn't want to hurt my feelings. Yep. So, Good, good. I bet we went long again today. Yeah. Where are we at here? Fun turn. He's going to give me a sign. Oh, that's not long at all compared to last week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, 
I'll go one more. Okay. It's a weird day. Oh, is, uh, is it the silence? Is that why? Is that why no, you're laughing no, earlier? No, no, no. Or is it the way I, I say things? Sometimes, yeah. That's fair. But Todd is mean. <laughs> I watched the one where, if you guys haven't seen this, it's our previous live ones where AJ took a... Uh, we did the Death Note Challenge, which, by the way, the hilarious. We're going to put that oh, out. Yeah. I haven't watched it since then. It's absolutely hilarious. Mm-hmm. But I will never forget people attacking me legitimately. You know who you are. Because I wasn't caring about you. Oh, my God. They wanted me to call an ambulance for you. And they're like, seriously, seriously. And I was sitting there going... He's I, fine. And I was fine. No, it's just funny that, like, you're a lovable guy, man. People are always like, the big, mean Todd is letting AJ man. die. You know, and I feel I, like... They forget that you were listen, two feet from me. I know. I need to set something straight right now. <laughs> I am not a victim, okay? <laughs> I There may be times where I sound like I'm, I'm a victim or, like, I try to play victim. I don't. <laughs> it's just how I come across sometimes that I don't mean to. Dude, I'm it's not, not a your victim. fault, man. Uh, <sighs> I just know Pete. Like, it's just so funny. Yeah. Well, dude, you're a lovable guy. People don't want the lovable guy to get hurt. But that one was funny because, like, I saw you. I was <laughs> clearly, if you were dying, yes, he I would have done. Something. I would have left. Exactly. Yeah. He would. We would have said, "We're cutting this out. We're going." It was just to, so yeah. funny. <laughs> but thank you guys for looking out for his well-being. Yeah, thanks. Here's a decent one. I think for other people to see. It says, "As pastors slash leaders, what does your personal devotion time to God look like, and how do you balance?" Devoting time to the church, but also making sure you're letting you're getting the time to let God grow you and heal your wounds. Are these two times separate for you? Um, this is something I'm still trying to learn because this is all still. I mean, this is all relatively new to me. Um, I think you have to just you have to make time for that. Whatever is important to you, you're going to make time for. I think they are separate things. I know you've mentioned this before that if you're doing something, you know, work wise for the church your personal devotion time has to be different. Mm-hmm. It's not the same. Um, so, like, I guess, for example, for myself, if I'm looking for a scripture to help something with a project, like, that's not me with my personal devotion time. I'm looking for something to help with, you know, getting a message across to people. You know, I and, and people's needs are going to be different from mine. Um, so I have to remember to get my own devotion time in and um, spend that time with God, you know, God's always with me, but, you know, it's different. It's different. Um, I'm sure you can probably explain it better than me, but it's different. I guess I'll, I'll just leave it at that because I'm sure you can add on to that. No, man, I think that you were right on. I, I, I think for me that is a rule I try to follow. I can't remember where if it was a mentor at some point or um, if it was just uh, in, you know, studying. Sometimes my mentors are, are leader, church leaders, theologians that you read about and listen mm-hmm. to their stuff. So. Yeah, the idea of it's you, you. I try to make those things separate. Yep. Um, and take true time. Don't kind of take the easy way out and say, "Well, this my work time is counting as my personal devotion time." Yep. So, is it difficult? Yeah, it's difficult sometimes um, because the line can get blurred, and it's okay. There's times that you know God's gonna certainly. A lot of times when I preach or something, I'm getting more out of it, or as much as anyone I'm preaching to myself. But, um, yeah, I think that it's certainly a challenge at times. I do try to keep it separate. One of the things I would encourage you guys is sometimes we get in this mindset that, well, um, 
you know, I can't do an hour today, so God is mad at me, so I might as well not do anything, right? You kind of wait until you get that hour. And mm-hmm. I always tell people, hey, start with five minutes in your devotion time. Yeah. Start with five minutes. That's easy. Quit worrying about the quality, I'm sorry, the quantity, and let the spirit guide you and worry about the quality. Is your focus in there? Are yes. you taking time to truly just be there and Such focus? A life lesson, man, for real. Yeah. Because you said that like, in, in devotion, but also just in life, like, it doesn't matter if you can only spend five to ten minutes on something. Are you putting 100% of the quality into it? Yep. So it's such a big life lesson. It's good stuff. Awesome. Fun turn. You got anything we should talk about? No? Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, that's the end of that. <laughs> that is the end. You got anything you want to say to the folks at home? Yes. Thank you guys so much for watching. Uh, make sure you guys like, uh, share, comment on this let us know what your thoughts are if you got any questions hey we got an anonymous link can't find you if we tried www.theremit.life slash real talk ask some questions suggest a topic tell us how you're feeling doesn't matter what you do we'll see it um anything else just thank you guys for watching if you want to tune into the podcast it's available on all big platforms including apple podcast and spotify um and hey, you want to hear this guy preach? Uh, that's also an Apple podcast and Spotify under the Remnant Church. Other people too. That's right. Yeah, we got a couple other guest speakers on there, and there'll be some more added as well. Yeah, so, couldn't you? And November. indeed, that's right. November it's coming November. up. Remember, remember the fourth of November or whatever it is. Uh, yeah, thanks so much, guys, for watching and tuning in or listening, tuning in. Um, help us out. We're really trying to to reach more people. You know, are we going to knock every episode out of the park? No. But we hope that this feels like a time where you're just sitting at the table with some friends, Mm -hmm. goofy, weird, strange, strange friends who are chatting up and talking about life, God and the Bible and all that kind of stuff. So um, please like, share, give us a review if you're listening on the podcast, particularly if it's a good review. Um, But yeah, (laughs) not not only review it, but share with people why you like it. Um, For those of you that have done that, thank you so much. We do see that. so encouraging. Yes. Please share this video and give a brief thought of what you enjoyed about it, um, what you liked about it, what impacted you. Um, That's going to lead to people wanting to check it out themselves. That's right. Also, I said this before and I'll say it again. We are open to continually growing and changing and making Real Talk into something that benefits you the most, those that listen or watch. So if you want to see this go a different direction, if you want to see more topics, if you want to see any kind of thing like that. Give us some input. That's right. Um, you can write in the comments in the thread below. We interact. We see those. Um, you can also do it anonymously if you feel uncomfortable doing that. Using the link that we gave you for the questions at www.theremnant.live slash real-talk, you can give input there as well. Other than that, um, we love you. We appreciate you guys. If you know any cool guests or people you think would love to be on here and would be an interesting conversation, just we're always open to that. You can shoot us a message through the link with contact info or a name or even using our Facebook Mm -hmm. page, the church's Facebook page. Other than that, we love you guys. We hope you have a great, great, great day. And truly, God bless you.